listened to this week's? No, I haven't yet. Oh, okay. Is it good? As in the one that just came out. Obviously, we did it. It was two weeks ago, wasn't it? We recorded it. It was two weeks ago. But it, um, How did it sound? Yeah, it was pretty funny because it started off with the thing with me with eating again and then you going... Do you remember that thing we talked about last week? Misophonia. Yeah. yeah, but I'll tell you why. It's because we'd, we'd recorded both on the same day. Oh, we had the and snacks. And we, we had one back-to-back. We had the snacks. Yeah. And then um, and then I'd forgotten that we talked about misophonia in like 20 minutes before. Just completely escaped my mind. That's why it came up again. did to start no I think I can't remember what I said specifically, specifically. Yeah. I can't stand people say specifically like that's an ocean it's wrong. that's yeah. an ocean <laughs> um, specifically but yeah we we were so tired I don't really remember but oh, yeah. we, um, we were very tired we did it we were recording like 10 o'clock it was very well that no, wasn't that late we was started it? like nine I think but it wasn't it was a very long episode as well but even yeah. that one from two weeks ago was 50 minutes yeah even after editing it feel, filled out that much time but it yeah. um I think I started off by saying something inappropriate well I was going to say something inappropriate wasn't I and then you told me I couldn't do that so that oh. I, I had to say something else instead yeah so you said oh, you, you started off with do you remember that time that I was that um I was discovered in a crack den or something was it, it, that? it was something like that and then <laughs> I was like no, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I can't then, remember what the final version was. And we never went back to it. Um, mm. But there was... That was the whole point. But initially, you were going to say something that was slightly more risque. Yeah, and I can't remember what it was. So I'm being I bummed think, by I, someone? I, I don't know. Maybe. I think it's for the best you don't remember. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. We were, I, was, oh, I can't remember half of it. What have we been talking about? It's really hard was to it remember. last week? It was something to do with podcasts. Oh, yeah, was it? Podcast versus silence, yeah. That was it. Did we ever remember what the third option was that I didn't want to do? No, And then as soon as we got started on it, because I thought it was going to be a general media one, I was thinking, oh, this would be interesting. And then it started on podcasts, and I was like, oh, I should have chosen Guns and Nuns. (laughs) What have I done? Guns and Nuns would have been good. Uh, Yeah, never mind. Maybe maybe another day. Uh, What what do I do to start this one? I don't know. Um, Whatever you like. Oh... What a day. <laughs> Maybe that can be it's it. great because I'm handing the reins of hosting over to Jared today. So he gets to deliver all of those lines, like oh, remembering bit. to do the intro to the podcast. Oh, I can't. You're going to have to intro no, no, it. No, no, no. Because no, I actually don't, I no, don't know no. what the intro you is. You do. You do know what it is. Oh, it's, it's Welcome to the Sunset Chasing Podcast with Matt and Jared. Oh, okay. I'm Matt and I'm but Obviously, it has to I be have to say Jared I'm Jared. And Jared. Okay. I'm Jared. And, okay. Yeah. Welcome to... You'd have to look at no. the camera to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that. We've well, got more okay. impactful. Well, you know, I wanted to cover all okay, bases. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you go now. I'll let you go. Okay, can I look at the camera? Right. Welcome to Sunset Sessions Podcasts with uh, Jared and Matt. I'm Jared. And I'm Matt. Excelente. Very good. That was good. That was good. I enjoyed that. Oh, I, th- I feel like I nailed that. Yeah. So, Jared, you're taking the reins. Yeah. What, what? Well, well, first well, of all, what was yeah, what you, interesting bit? Actually, we always ask him how each other's weeks have been. What's the <laughs> worst bit about your, or the funniest bit about your oh, week the, this week? The worst bit? Yeah, or, or funniest bit, whatever you want. Um, Like a, a highlighted memory that you're just like, oh, that was funny. The fir- the worst bit is getting this mic. Okay, yeah, it's, try it's swinging. Uh, the table is... It doesn't is, like, it doesn't, it just does this. Okay. Yeah, maybe just move with the mic. Yeah, scooch over. There, there we go. go. Um, 
the worst thing this week. I actually, I had, I had some highlights. I actually was more looking forward to oh, sharing. Okay, you share the highlights. No, no, no. You want okay? No. <laughs> uh, I went car shopping this week for the first time in oh, like wow. four years. Oh wow! And I went to the bougiest Audi dealership that I've ever seen, and in fact, it's actually the largest Audi dealership in the country. Oh wow! One of the biggest in Europe. Where did you go? Paul Audi. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, check it. And it's also a sports centre, so they have like literally everything there. Oh. Yeah, so I went, I looked at two cars. Are you going to buy? I'm going back next week Ooh. and I'm probably going to buy okay. one of them. With the um, a low point of the week, <laughs> low point, that makes it sound so depressing. A bad thing. I do want to give one. Well, you, don't, you don't have to. Maybe no, you've just had a really good week. Because I just had one in mind that just sprang to mind. Oh, okay, yeah, no, no, you share then, because I don't have it. It's not that bad, but it just... It, did you it, stub your toe? No, I, I actually did yesterday. I stubbed my little one on, like, the door. Oh, my gosh. It. Honestly, I was just one of those where uh, it was it was, it was was tragic, and it's just one of those where there's nothing you can do about it. I'm just, oh, it was, it was cruel. Anyway, so um, I'm I'm walking along the road, walking down to... Walking into Wimborne, Happy the, the, uh, could well have been. I'll be <laughs> honest, I'm not really sure. Um, and um, you know, I work for a church, and happened to see one of the church members, one of the older folk, right? And uh, I'm not going to say who, congregant, a congregant, right? And uh, and obviously, I, I, I like this person; they're really nice. So I stopped and have a chat, and um, lady. Uh, I'm not gonna. I don't want to give anything away. <laughs> I mean, right? did you like them? Or no, did you? no, no, <laughs> not particularly. Not at the age they are. Right. Anyway, so they. Um, um, <laughs> I mean, that sounds awful, doesn't it? <laughs> no, that's that. Uh, one. Anyway, so um, and they're chatting away, and it was in the morning, so they clearly eaten breakfast, and it's one of those where I'm chatting to them. Maybe their dentures weren't in properly, whatever it was, but. There was oh this moment gosh, where where this when they're speaking, I just see a piece of their breakfast fly out of their mouth towards my torso. Wow. And I know... Is this person going to listen to this? Absolutely not. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, not a chance. And um, but the and I was there, and it's one of the... Because they're so lovely. I, I didn't want to say anything. And so I, but I didn't they even... They not uh, notice it? Absolutely not. And I didn't want to look down because I was like, there is definitely their breakfast stuck to my chest, right? So, and it was one of those... And I just had... To, I had this like 10-minute conversation, like knowing that it was just there. And then... Um, when they finally moved on, I had a quick look down and it was, I mean, it was either porridge or muesli. It was one of the two. Oh God, it was that's not good. I know. And so I had to kind of, yeah, wipe, wipe that off. Um, how they didn't notice, I don't was, know. Was there a highlight to outbalance the negative? Um, oh, they were. Of the week, I mean. Oh, they, re- they were really encouraging to me. They said some lovely oh, things. Oh, so the same, same situation is also the, the up of yeah, the week. Oh, they, wow, they were okay. just, I, I came out of that conversation feeling really uplifted and then reminded that they'd, uh, They'd regurgitate their breakfast all over me, so it was um, it was a small price to pay to feel really loved and encouraged. So uh, so that was good. Mm, good. Um, yeah, that was that. This feels way more professional because you got a laptop with you. I do have a laptop, but that is also because um, uh, I've got a few things that if if when we're talking about it, I didn't want to forget, and and so I thought I'd just have a couple of pages up in case I need to reference anything. Oh, excellent. Um, yeah, because you know it is what it is, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we don't remember last week. Uh, so when you listen to this... Oh, I know. We we have no <laughs> reflection on... We apologise. <laughs> I apologise for the past, because I can't apologise in advance, because this will come out afterwards. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. We were pretty tired. I, I'm struggling. I know we, I we passed did, out afterwards. We, we I literally, did. you left, and I, I, I literally passed out. Yeah, we did... What is it? It was podcast and something. 
Food. Uh, oh, no. oh, sorry. As in, yeah, the topic. Yeah. Podcast versus silence. <laughs> silence. That was it. And yeah. I, I, it was a bit of a distant memory. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I vaguely remember we talked about, but actually, when we were coming out, I was th- not when we were coming out to record, yeah. not coming out like. Anyway, I'll yeah. cut that. Um, yep. <laughs> when we when we were coming out to record, yeah. I had this r- recollection of the week, and in my head, I thought I was wearing headphones the whole time. We, oh. we weren't. No, no, we took them off. Actually, I can't remember. Not sure. No, no, I checked the sound levels before. I remember that, but for yeah. some reason, in my head, I feel like I was wearing headphones the whole yeah. time. It could just be because of how tired I was. Yeah, it could well be. But yeah, and in fairness, was... I started feeling tired today and panicked, so oh, I had no. a Red Bull and now I'm having a coffee. I mean, that's dangerous. Just to keep me going. I've had a cappuccino. There's today. some sunlight up there now, though, really? which is quite nice. That is the, the, the yeah. rays are coming through. It's not quite sunset. Yeah. We yeah. have the. For those of you who can't see, we have some bougie lighting in Matt's garden again, which is very nice. Very Might not be able to see it on here anyway. Yeah, but. fair enough. Um, but yeah, no, it's back outside. We're not indoors this week. Yeah, it's which earlier. is nice. The, yeah, and the, and the weather's just slightly better. Isn't it? And you had dinner with us tonight. I did. Ah, oh, Matt's mum, Jules, as she's known. She, uh, she's she, now known. She, yeah, I know. Um, she cooked um, some fish and chips, like, and brought brought out the whole shebang. We had tartar sauce, vinegar, yeah. salt, lemon um, wedges, lemon wedges. I mean, oh man, it was oh, peas. The, the curry sauce, oh, as curry well. sauce, mushy peas. Oh, yeah, it was it was fabulous. Yeah, um, she, she, yeah, she doesn't normally do that for us. Just to clarify, I mean, Paul know. and I were quite <laughs> torn up, really. That. She even bought McCain oven chips. It was, which I think normally get the Aldi they're in the beef drippings, aren't they? Those yeah, ones. Yeah. Oh man, they're the best. Um, there was a, also our friend Tom. Funnily enough, he um, he bought round. The, I can't remember why he brought the, round some oven chips for me, ages ago. Yeah, um, they're not like, vegan. Is that why he couldn't well, have them? No, no, no. He bought them round as like I can't remember why, but it, I think it, well, I can't remember. Why. Anyway, he bought these oven chips round the thing just to almost like provide a meal for me. Right, it's like really kind thing to do, and he says, "I love these chips. These are the best chips. You will not get the better than chips you can buy in a fish and chip shop. All this sort of stuff." So I was like, "Oh, I wonder what makes them so good." So because I'm thinking they must just be potato. So I look at the um, I look at the ingredients, and it says like five percent beef dripping, <laughs> and Tom didn't know, and he's vegan. Oh, so God. then he, and then I was like, I felt absolutely <laughs> awful because that point he's like, right. Better tell my mum to stop buying them, and that was it. And you, you can't eat them now. But you actually say because then he was just yeah he didn't realise that is true. That you've actually saved him. I have, but you also now can't eat the best chips ever. Yeah, so I don't believe they can be better than fit than chip shop. I chips. don't know, like you, they were really good. But chip shop chips, wow, they're very good. Oh, maybe I can't like remember the best maybe chip shop in the that. whole maybe country. Maybe he just said the whole world. best like shop bought chips. Okay. Maybe that might be what he said. I but, can believe that. But they were really really good, and so yeah, I okay. felt pretty guilty. But um, didn't feel guilty when, guilty when I was eating them. But you know, it was um, wonderful. So, um, so this week um, we have an interesting topic at hand, Matt, um, and and it was one <laughs> very very uh, I say current, yeah, very well. current. Um, although I don't know, this might be out of date by the time it comes out, like two weeks or whatever it is down the line. However, when it gets released. I mean, I think that everything that's happening will no, still but, happen. Oh, you yeah, know, it will still happen. No, that's a fair point. I was thinking more in terms of um, maybe some of the information. There might be additions that we don't mention yeah. if something else happens, right? Don't take us as the news. Yeah, absolutely. We are slightly behind, but that's, you know, get what you pay for. So, um, so um, which is nothing. Yeah, they're which paying, is absolutely diddly so. squit. So, I think that's a pretty good deal at yeah. their end, isn't it? Until we start the Patreon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and you will get a shout out. <laughs> on Patreon, you know, so thank Every. you in advance for you guys. Uh, and uh, we're not doing a Patreon. Um, so um, we are looking, <laughs> Matt's nodding. Yeah, of course we're doing a Patreon. Um, so we're looking um, today 
at the the topic of uh, Afghanistan and some of the stuff that's that's currently happening there, over there in, in that country. And uh, and I, I guess how how up to date are you with it, Matt? What have you seen? What, what what's your kind of because we haven't spoken about this at all? No, before now. yeah. Um, well, I mean, I feel like. I feel like I'm fairly clued up, but I feel like I'm fairly clued up in the sense of the grander scheme of it. Maybe not the particulars of what's happening right now. Like I know about sort of the recent timeline, you know, the Americans set their hard date on withdrawal. They left overnight. The Taliban started moving across the country and have slowly taken more and more strategic positions and they've got to Kabul, the, the capital, and then they've within a few days of the Americans leaving and British forces sort of stepping down, they are the allied forces because it's not just the UK. Um, they've sort of, they've sort of managed to take power. It sounds like they took power in a peaceful way in the sense of they didn't kill like the president and then step in. They actually, the president just went, have it. Like, I'm not going to fight um, about whatever he is, sounds, prime minister, yeah, president, he, whatever he, they It have. sounds like he did flee and took a load of money with him. Yeah. Um, but then obviously, and then we've had the, the, global outcry against that because of the fear for women's rights for children for education for all the progress that's been made in in the country over the last 20 years so so in some ways yeah i feel kind of clued up and then obviously last night we had the suicide bombings that happened at the airport um which is terrible like i think uh, um, u.s service people were killed i'm pretty sure i heard I americans yeah died. i mean i think the part part of the news said it wasn't there weren't any british involved but i mean it doesn't make any better but i think yeah. that was kind of their focus but um but yeah and they they I think the assumption, or I say assumption, uh, the reporting suggested it wasn't directly Taliban. It was like some Islamic state oh, okay. um, um, forces. Well, that's, I think, the, the, the tricky bit because the the you kind of need to clarify that the Taliban are not Al-Qaeda and they're not ISIS. Yeah. There's a there's a difference in the Taliban are like view themselves as like a legitimate pol- political party, don't they? Yeah, and they want to be recognised as yeah. such. Because they were the ruling power yeah, back in the nineties, and, and, and I think the 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 difference is, I think when people get confused when they hear the word Taliban, they think terrorist, and I, and and the I th- what how they would view it is they just hold a different, maybe more um, conservative view of the 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 Sharia law. And 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 kind of take it to its absolute extreme in terms of how they want to apply it. Hence, why there are women that are fearful um, because of what they believe maybe the woman's place is in that society. And and you know, for many years they didn't have access to education, whatever. And so they're worried about the women, the children, the the um, the minority groups, and things like that. And um, uh, and it's kind of a thing of if you to live in that country under that law, you have to obey it. It's not. It's a non-negotiable. Yeah. It's not up for. It's not up for discussion. So. Um, but I suppose they would view that as a no. We're we're applying um, we're applying kind of legal rule, whereas uh, I suppose the that they wouldn't deem themselves as terrorists in that regard. No, well they're they're coming from a Islamic religious rule yeah. perspective, aren't they? Yeah. Um, which which is, is worth mentioning. It's it's they they hold one position. That's not to because it's important to clarify. You know the the people that are scared and fearing for their lives. Many of them are Muslims. They just hold a, a different understanding of of what the law suggests. That's kind of kind of been built up. And actually, I did a little bit of um, reading up and listened to a podcast on a different one on the Sharia law because it was one of those. Where I was thinking, well, where does it come from? And it is um uh, and it, interestingly, I found out because um, I assumed it was all based on the Quran, 
right? And and then they, they make this point of distinguishing, well, actually, the Quran is like, um, in terms of what they believe God revealed to Muhammad, right? So that is the Quran. But then there's this other piece, and I think it's there's two of them, but it, it might just be the Hadith, right? Um, but there's another one called the Sunnah, but I don't really know. But I think it's definitely the Hadith, where actually there's the Quran, which is what was revealed by revelation, but then the Hadith is like, um, Muhammad's sayings and 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 the words that he spoke. So that's they're kind of two separate things. And actually, they combine. They they bring out of the Sharia law, or they they form the Sharia law based on all of that. So some of it might not even be what they believe to be divine revelation. You know, um, just comes out of this prophet that kind of un- united the Arabs, you know, tribes and whatever. So um, so um, and also I found this on BBC News. The Sharia means literally the clear, well-trodden path to water. So there's, that's the that's the kind of undertone of it, but but yeah, so the, yeah, the Taliban don't class themselves. They wouldn't see themselves as a terrorist organization. Yeah, they they would see themselves just aligning to what they believe. Yeah, I don't is know the if they're classed by by anybody as terrorists, are they? I don't know. No, but I think if I doubt if, the US would negotiate with terrorists, no, so they, I can't imagine they, they wouldn't. But I think the the when people say Taliban, I yeah. think there there is definitely an association with it that if people haven't read up on it, they would assume Oh, you're talking about terrorists. Yeah. Uh, which I mean is an understandable confusion yeah. because of some of the things that but we've associated them with yeah, and, and some and of the things, things that, that, that have been witnessed them doing yeah, yeah, that we sure. would view as like terrorist actions mm. like in, in the West. Like yeah, we, would, sure. we would view some of the things they do. But yeah, but yeah it's uh, it's definitely more complicated than I think some people think it is. Yeah, it is, it is very complicated because also we're seeing it through Western eyes and they have a whole different... I, th- I think the thing is, I think people look at Taliban and, and it'd be very easy to think they are they are evil. And the issue is the Taliban... They're not going out going, right, let's do some evil stuff today, guys. Mm. They're going out going, right, let's do what we believe to be right. Yeah. Like, they think they're the good guys. Yeah, yeah. You know? So it's it's hard to, I know, which is, is you know, it's, it's tough to process as, through Western eyes. Yeah. But that's probably their standpoint, isn't it? It just reminds me of a of a, of a comedy sketch I saw once. Oh. But we, <laughs> are we brushing over or are you going to expand? Well, have you ever heard of that Mitchell and Webber look? Yes, I used to love Mitchell so and Webber. there's a scene where they play a couple of Nazis. Oh, great. And they're like, they're like, are we the, are we the bad guys? <laughs> It's just that we're wearing skulls on our caps, <laughs> like all these things, and, it, oh, great. and it's just that. Yeah, it just reminded me of that. Like, oh, yeah. you know, I can imagine because <laughs> like, the fact that comedians can make light of it. I, well, yeah. I, I don't think they'd get away with that nowadays. I think that's no. a different. But, um, but, but interesting. There were I, I can't remember who, who I heard this on a different podcast, but um, that um, that if you've seen the film Inglorious, <clears throat> bastards. With, yeah, yeah, that's the one with um, with. Um, uh, oh, I'll muddy my br- mouth. Br- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, with Brad Pitt and everyone else, there was um, they commented on an interview that Christopher Waltz had um, on whatever American TV show it was, and the question that he was posed was, you know, how did you Im- you you acted it brilliantly? He was like he was one of the Nazis. You acted it brilliantly. Um, how did you embody evil like that? And it was like Christopher Waltz just didn't understand the question because in his mind he wasn't playing someone who was evil. He was he was enacting someone who who was just who believed he was right in what he was doing. Yeah. So he wasn't acting to be evil. He was acting to be the character that believed he was right. You know, um, and which is why it made it so compelling and so real, um, and probably why I think he's a great actor. He but, is um, a very good actor. Really good actor. Um, but but yeah, so yeah, I think that's that's a good distinction. They they don't think that they they don't class themselves as terrorists. They see themselves as a political uh, yeah political 
group, I guess. And I, I suppose that's why, like, um, uh, it, you know, what was it, 18 months ago, the, the US made this um this agreement with them and and again if you look all this up you can find like websites with um with timelines of of whether of all the way from 20 years ago up until now like key dates of what's happened but um but in doha about 18 months ago the us and kind of it stated i saw one time it stated the us with the afghan government kind of made this um made this agreement with the Taliban about what was going to happen, peace negotiations and uh, stepping forward into this new new season and uh, and how um, the US would be retracting troops and 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 removing themselves from, from that place, right? Um, and so that happened 18 months ago, which it, it, which is obviously quite a moment, momentous thing. And it's almost like, uh, I, I suppose we see what we've seen on the news now. And it's like, how did it how did chaos ensue? It's like how how were we not ready for that? I suppose is like the questions. And and interestingly, if you there's this um there's if you go on BBC iPlayer, there's a great um hour long episode of Question Time uh, and an Afghan Afghanistan special, which you can look up, which I found really really helpful. And it just had a, a, a panel of people um, and you know live audience questioning them and throwing questions out, and there were loads of stuff and different perspectives and understands that came out, which um which I find helpful to to kind of put forward, you know, what what the entry plan was and why they went in uh, and what the exit strategy maybe was supposed to be but but didn't 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 turn out to be um and um and so yeah so it's interesting so I recommend you go check that out as well if you want if you want a bit of um a bit of backstory um uh yeah and and even then like so going into it like um it, it's interesting because the 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 US so there's this whole um article so so basically today I suppose the crux we're talking about Afghanistan but my thing that really prompted the discussion is is more around the refugees so the so when I see what's seen on the TV and I see you know people fearing for their lives and whatever there's this kind of thing of um you know nations have gone in there tried to stabilize do this that and the other the, they've made the decision to pull out and now there's kind of millions of people because a big nation, like 40 million people in that in that nation, uh, many of whom are now fearing for their lives and can't get out. Um, and so I suppose it's it it can be very easy just because we're distanced from that nation to maybe you know wash our hands of it. Uh, and 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 I suppose I'm sitting there thinking, well, ethically, what does that look like? And and um, if ethically we're obligated to, to to kind of step in and do something as people who've been involved for so long and responsible and whatever then what does that look like um so i suppose i suppose that's that's it really um that's yeah um any thoughts matt yeah a couple yeah go for it i mean i don't know how uh, how much you've you've seen of the um some of the the coverage of like biden and stuff talking about it and especially pieces yeah especially at the start like when he i don't know if you saw the one where he first sort of said you know that that he's not he's not shedding any more American blood like he won't have that on his hands and I feel like it's uh I, when I saw that I was like it made me sort of go actually I to, I can see his frustration I mean for one he had like a son who was who was who served in in, in Afghanistan like and I think but I also I, he he said something really interesting which was like we've given like we we've given the the Afghan people like an opportunity. And mm-hmm. there's only so much that we like. It, the sentiment was there's only so much that we, as a foreign nation, yeah. can put in until the country has to like 
and a country and a people have to like claim it themselves, which I can understand his sentiment, but I don't understand the execution, like yeah. how that actually functions. So I can see why he would be frustrated about spending American money, spilling American blood yeah. for another country that when they then leave doesn't have any capacity. And it's a really interesting thing about the whole, the whole, like as soon as the Americans left, like the Afghan national forces just collapsed. Like, I mean, that was 20 years of them being involved. It was years of them training. It was billions of dollars of them paying for like Afghan salaries in the armed forces to then for them, for them basically just to go, Oh, they're gone now. So let's just, we'll pack it in. We'll let the Taliban have it again, which I'm not saying it's as simple as that, but that's how it, that's how it can look. And I mean, that, that's, I guess where, where I struggle because not a struggle, but in the sense of trying to get my head around which bit of it is the failing, like, is it all, there are some like commentators like on that question time, that journalist who, I can't remember her name, oh, but um, she really bugged me. Her, her name <laughs> is uh, Nalufa Hegiat. Yeah, that one. Hegiat. Nalufa Hediat, and she used to be on News Nalufa. Um, yeah, I can't. Uh, yeah, I think that's how you pronounce her name. But she's she's an Afghan national, yeah, yeah. I presume. And, and from... she and she was a refugee, so she okay. actually was refugeed as a child. Yeah. So and she came over here, I think, when she was about four or whatever, and she grew up here. Okay. And then has become a British citizen and and then a journalist, and, yeah, and she yeah. still has a real heart for her people. But she makes this point. Yeah. Like, and she talks about like she's got family still there, yeah, and, yeah. and like her, I think it was her, her uncle auntie. and her auntie, like her auntie's like in charge of a school. Like, yeah. With okay, the girls, so all girls school, which is yeah. like, I mean, yeah, that that's the bit that like my heart kind of breaks for is all that kind of stuff yeah. but I really struggle with like the tone of her response which is basically just like it's all of your guys fault so you need to fix it and it's kind of like I just don't <laughs> it just sounds like too simplistic uh, a an allegation to make yeah yeah for like because I, if we're talking about like if we're looking back and saying okay actually yeah 20 years ago before we went in women's rights were nothing in Afghanistan yeah. like under Taliban rule it was like women had no opportunity for education they were being married off at like 11 they were having children at 13 yeah. they were just never seen by society again in some situations and they were being married off to these like you know older men in their 50s who yeah. you know who maybe even have multiple wives all this kind of stuff mm. and if we're saying that that was then and then we have given a lot like as a like in the sense of life yeah yeah like we you know british soldiers have died like american soldiers have died to actually get them out and for 20 years that's been the case and progress has been made in a country and hope has been given to a generation of people that had no hope or potentially had no hope if they were still in taliban rule yeah it's really difficult to then just be like oh it's the british government's fault or it's the us government's fault like it's really it's a really simple argument I, against it it, it is I, th I think I, so I take that point. I think it's also the way she communicates. So the the other the other people, um, they, they all have different ways of communicating. So some of them are very to the point, facts, bang, down your throat. She's very much a storyteller. So so actually, I actually resonated with her on some level because I love that kind of storytelling thing. And so when someone tells a story and evokes that emotive connection, I sort of buy into that a little bit more. So rightly or wrongly, maybe, maybe I need, you know, to you know see through that. But, but um so, so that's that's one thing, but but also, so there was a question from one of the ladies in the audience who talked about um, almost the naivety of you, you know call it the the allied forces going in and taking in a Western culture with Western eyes, going in and almost uh, um, creating upheaval in in their in their own environment, um, culturally, religiously, whatever, and then expecting them to just adopt it. 
and and to take that on board and and being surprised when for whatever reason it wasn't compatible so um which 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 i found interesting so um uh, and so maybe was there because i mean i don't want to call it prejudice or discriminatory or, or as far as racism but is there an expectation like uh, of that we take a western culture in there because that is you know what we know yeah and, you know um, yeah. quote end quote no is the, to be yeah, the, the, the best way, way civilized way yeah. forward and yeah, we take yeah. it in there and it's like um with you know they'll have to take it on because there's no other way for them to do yeah. it um and and then when it goes to pot it's like well they should have taken responsibility for the culture that we were offering them i i, I wonder if that's where our our kind of we lack humility uh, as a western culture in that um and, and interestingly there's so there was this um so again looking up different things there was this nato secretary press briefing this was a couple of weeks ago right and so the head of nato and nato is uh the um uh yeah north atlantic treaty organization and so they're the ones that so that includes it's lots of european nations but um uh that including turkey um which they're always separate but anyway and then you've got um and then you've got the, the the united states and canada lumped in there as well uh, and the, the 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 head i can't remember his name he used to be the prime minister of norway apparently anyway so this guy's this guy's chatting uh, this this um, secretary guy um and um and interestingly the way it was phrased because he was getting questions from people and there's one woman this american lady i think and she was she was saying you know i'm not denying that you, there's been great progress lots of young women now have education you know that's not something to be sniffed at but basically that education isn't going to stop them being killed like you know that so uh, look, what are you expecting so you know what, what's going to be done for the you know um that's not going to protect them from some with a gun um and and kind of and this wasn't a direct answer to his question but some of the answers he 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 kind of put it on and said you know it was it's really sad that that the afghan government it's been a failure of their leadership so it's very much pinning it on them um and and that the failure in their leadership has led to this outcome which um which I can't argue with because I, I haven't been there. I'm you're not in the discussion, the talks. Um, I, I wasn't there. No, uh, uh, if only, right? Uh, maybe we wouldn't be in this mess, Matt. Right? Um, but um, and so and so it, it, it was. It was one of those. So I'm thinking, okay, that, that's that's one side of the argument. But then there's this there's this um, other side. So again, another in this question time, another one of the guys, uh, Mehdi Hassan, right? And so he. Yes, and he was the one who kind of has his own talk show over there, um, like a political talk show, or whatever. But um, but he was then saying, right, guys, go check out the the Washington Post. Um, what is it? Uh, Afghanistan archives or you know um, like notes, and it basically it's one of these things where it's loads of um, detailed. Um, kind of profiles on some of the conversations that have been had and and information that's been shared between you know uh, military generals and leaders and whatever and there's some interesting things where it's it, there's kind of little quotes where it's like we we really didn't have a clue what we were stepping into we actually did, we actually had no base reference for what afghanistan was going to be and so and so they and i think i also read one quote that said we didn't we actually didn't know what we were doing you know and so there's somewhere where has there been a miscommunication and is it easy for them to go well it's a crisis because we've done everything we could humanly possibly do and they've fallen through like um and and so I, th I think it's very hard because obviously everything gets filtered through a Western, a Western mindset, uh, and I wonder if is have we as a as the West to to kind of not to blanket it, but um, have we let them down? And if we've let them down, there's people fleeing the country in you know fleeing Afghanistan, and and what are we going to do about it? 
like do, do we have an ethical responsibility and i would say yes but that's kind of like i have a heart to not see those people yeah, yeah. yeah you know yeah to know to not see them suffer <laughs> i was like yeah you don't go in. no that's a joke so it's um so so I, yeah I, th- I think that's kind of that's kind of it and and even things then saying oh you know they've given, been given education whatever we've we, yeah. we went into degrade um al-qaeda and now they're nearly nothing well, that's great, but that's like yeah. it's all about us and not about the Afghan people. Yeah, you know, which is, for them. I mean, is that's uh, yeah. It boils down to the end of the day. I mean, the initial we only went into Afghanistan because of nine eleven. Yeah. So I guess my question to you would be, if they did a poll of every person in the UK, and it was highly negative about having troops in in Afghanistan. Yeah. You know, sh- does that mean that the the British government has a duty to its people, the people that it serves? It doesn't serve the people of Afghanistan; it serves the people of its country to withdraw troops. And if the U, therefore, if the US have the same opinion, should they have done okay, it? Okay, so I got I got two things on <laughs> on the back of that. Well, one of them it comes from my my worldview. Like, I'm love Jesus, right? And I am totally, um, totally under under who I believe God to be as ruler, right? So regardless of what anyone else, like God comes above politics, right, or, or every day. And when I think about this land that we call Great Britain, like this was here long before anyone who's British and alive today was here long before any of us were born. Like it was Britain 200 years ago, right? And it was, but none of us were alive, but it was still Britain then, right? And it's going to be Britain long after all of us are dead, right? Now, the thing with that is that this land isn't Actually, really... Great Britain. Yeah, well, whatever. I'm just, right? <laughs> I won't call that great in a minute. Right? Anyway, and the, the point is, it's... um, it's uh, Is that treason? Can I say that? Guess who's <laughs> the ultra-nationalist out of the two of us? <laughs> Me. Oh, yeah. With my USA hoodie yeah, yeah, yeah. on. <laughs> oh, great. They're going to come for us, yeah. man. Um, but, but the point is, this land doesn't really belong to us. I'm not an ultra-nationalist. So, I'm, Sorry. I didn't think you were. Sorry, so I'm glad go, we've got that on go record. Again, go again. Um, but... But they, yeah, but I don't believe this land really belongs to us. We're just stewarding it, right? And then that's maybe an idealistic thought. But there's a land, some, however many thousands of miles, maybe a couple of thousand miles away, where, where there are people uh, in, also in a land where they are not safe. And for us to go, well, we, we stepped in on what effectively was a technicality, because but I say technicality, I understand the rationale behind going into Afghanistan, whatever. But and so this is and so this is a NATO thing. So the NATO agreement is like fourteen articles. So it's not a long yeah. agreement. But it's our, like if you attack one of our yeah, if you attack is, one member, you attack all members. This is, this is yeah. yes, this is part of Article Five, right? Yeah. And so they invoked Article Five, and we then follow them in as yeah. the, as as part of a NATO force, right? Yeah. So which I understand, I understand the rationale behind that. But then the the end part of Article Five says such such measures shall be terminated when the security Security Council has taken the measures necessary to restore and maintain international peace and security. And I certainly think, did you take the measures to maintain it? Because if not, you as the people who've invoked Article 5, and maybe this is a slight dig at the US, but who've invoked Article 5, yeah, well, a little bit, um, So, but who've invoked Article 5 have now naffed off when peace has not been maintained. I mean, do you mean peace isn't, oh, we've degraded Al-Qaeda? Wonderful. There's still 40 million people in that nation, the large majority of whom are now at risk. And basically, you're washing your hands as if to say, oh, it's a them and us job. What do they do to bring peace in? Well, 
that it's not specific. But and so maybe they could argue, well, we've done that because we've protected the rest of the world from yeah, terror. We've trained a nation's army yeah, and well, we've paid that. Yeah, right. But but you haven't maintained peace and security, and you're still pulling all the troops out, and whatever. And there's still people trying to flee uh, as refugees out of that place. And so my thing is, if you've invoked it, like at least close it off properly. Do you know what I mean? So 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 that 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 is kind of one element that sort of rubs me up a little bit the wrong way. And and so now it's the them and us, and like, well, we're going to go back to our our cushy Western bordered land that you don't belong in. Uh, and even though we've just been in your dominion for however long, you know, maintaining peace. And now we've pulled out and just basically you, you've been ransacked. Now it's not a problem. And, and so you're just going to have to put up with it. And they're human beings. Like yeah. if that was, if that was your husband, wife, like kids, parents, whatever, like what would you want to see happen that they could be safe? Um, and I think, you know, they're more than just numbers and statistics. So, so that, that is kind of one thing that, yeah, that doesn't, um, yeah, that 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 doesn't sit right, and and the the kind of NATO secretary, he even said they want to prevent a new flow of refugees because I mean it's happened before, and and like when you look at the numbers of like refugees that um in just in terms of Afghanistan, you see that because Pakistan are around a neighbouring country, so Pakistan have taken nearly a million and a half, right? Iran have taken seven hundred eighty thousand, right? This is this is of uh, twenty twenty, so maybe it's more than that now. Um, Germany took a hundred eighty thousand, and because and they had a kind of almost virtually on open arms policy, right? Yeah. And Ang- Angela Merkel got pr- a Wait, bit from of, Afghanistan. Um, yeah, Oof. they've they've got a uh, hundred eighty thousand Afghan refugees. Uh, oh as wow. 20, Right, so they got a chunk because they took a lot of Syrian refugees. <laughs> oh yeah, well, it wouldn't surprise they? me. And I think she got a lot of stick for it. So she got a heck of a lot of stick. Um, and and then Turkey's fourth on that list with uh, nearly hundred thirty thousand. Right now, the UK, right. 12,000, right? So bear in mind, we're a key player in going in there. Yeah. We, we've taken 12,000 and um, and it just seems like... To be a refugee, do you have to get to the country? So there, so there is a, con- uh, an, a refugee convention, right? That was written however long ago. But like, they, so they somebody have... who's in Afghanistan, someone so, who's in Afghanistan, can they say, I want to go to Britain? No, no, I think it is, it's to do with um, when you're fleeing a nation... And because you're not safe there, that's like this, like Article One defines. I can't remember the, the, the definition of top of my head. Article One: If you're fleeing the nation, you're you, um, because your life is at risk, you can you can claim asylum in another country, right? And that that at that point, you're classed as a refugee. Uh, and there's certain things um, that that because this article is like I know it's like forty articles long, so it's like there's a lot of stipulations. And what happens if you've got dual nationality? And then you're in that other country of your nationality. Then you know things like that, right? So, um, and and there's certain things about um, about uh, getting to a country and what happens passing through other countries and whatever. And maybe we can be we can get technical and say. <laughs> and are the refugees supposed to know all this? Well, uh, well, <laughs> this, is, this is it. I, I, you don't know. And if you're fleeing for your life, I don't think you're going to take time to go. Okay, hold on, guys. Let's just let's, let's just take, 25, let, yeah, let's, yeah, let's uh, you know we don't want to put a foot wrong. Like you're fleeing for your life. I don't think that's the top priority. Um, uh, um, and and for us to push people away on technicalities, so so and and this is one of the things that um, that kind of um, that rubs me up the wrong way. Like it's and some of the discussions ha- have been around um, uh, about we are going to take over the next year five thousand refugees, like in the next twelve months, five thousand Afghan refugees, um, probably prioritising women, children, 
minority groups, right? That could be most at risk from the Taliban, right? Um, because I of think the, it was 20,000. No, no, so 20,000 is over the long term. Oh, uh, okay. Right? And I think it's up to 5,000. So it might, might not even be 5,000. Okay. I think they've worded it, you know, um, so up to 5,000, pushing up to 20,000 long term. And, um, and that's on top of the 12,000 that's already I, I, I can only assume, right? I can only assume. Um, and again, in the, there was one guy that, that mentioned um, that um, if you took 5,000 5, people and spread them out, that would be one refugee um, for every four villages and towns in the UK. Like, uh, okay. right? Which, well, I mean, again, I'm no mathematician, but that's, we can take more. I'm well, I mean, I, yeah, I said to my mum the other day, like when they said 20,000, I was like, that's not even the size of Wimborne. No, exactly. Like, like well, of it's, course there's room for it. There, there's, there's totally <laughs> enough room for that. Um, there's totally room. Um, and, and, and I get as well the, 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 the whole thing about Pakistan, Iran, I get it. But actually there's, we, we, the, the infrastructure's there. The, 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 I mean, you, you got to think, I mean, Bin Laden, when he was, when he was killed, he, he was found in Pakistan. Like there, there's clearly, um, there's clearly issues around those countries, the neighbouring countries, about the kind of influences in there, and 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 if you're going to seek asylum, actually you want to be safe. Like and 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 so, uh, I just wonder if I just wonder if there's more that we could be doing. And and this is and this is kind of the crux of why I wanted to bring this conversation up because um, the and I don't know how many people know this, but the government are introducing a new bill, right? And it's currently in the process of being written and rewritten and drafted, and it's called um, oh, where is it? Uh, it's called the Nationality and Borders Bill, right? And so it's currently in like, it's currently going through the House of Commons at different dates. And and this bill is all, um, parts of this bill anyway, are all about how to um, process, accept or deny refugees. Oh, this is, into our, our, this is our post-Brexit. Yeah. Immigration bill. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's, so it's, so it's going through as we speak, but there are key points about um, about refugee and those seeking asylum, yeah. right? Um, uh, with you know, hidden within, not hidden, but you know, encapsulated within, the, yeah, within the framework of this bill. It, yeah, they're covering all bases. Now, the issue is the the thing that 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 um, I suppose sparks a little bit of tension is it comes across a bit like an anti-refugee bill. Like, as in, in some ways, because it because says, we don't want any refugees. Well, well that, they, it feels like there could be some sentiment with that because even they, they kind of label in this document that there are certain spaces or like certain ports, certain um, locations where if a refugee turns up, then they can, they have to go directly to that, that place and, um, and, uh, and file for asylum. Right, so there are set set locations. If they don't enter legally, quote unquote, then they can be um, they can be kicked out. You know, they can be kicked, which you know is is for those that are you know going over in boats and stuff and people trafficking them over, which obviously isn't great because those people who are trafficking them they don't care about them. Like it's it's not a, it's not a safe way to do it, but they're desperate, right? So someone turns up, gets off the boat and and that is deemed to be illegal. They get kicked off again. Like where do they go? You know, bear in mind we're only willing to take 5,000 in the short term, 20,000 long term. How do they like, prove where these people are from though? If we're saying 20,000 <sighs> Afghanistans. Well, this is it. And, well, and Afghans. Yeah, it's it's 
it's hard to know, to be honest. I, I, I mean, I'd, I'd have to do, do more digging on that front. I don't know how they'd do it and the documentation and things that they'd need and processing of visas. Bear in mind, like so some of these people can't even get to the airport, can't even get out of the country and, and they're applying for asylum and they can't get anywhere. Like it's, it's not, it's not clear cut or easy. And yet we're going to basically, this bill is allowing more and more barriers to be, to be kind of put up to, to make life even, even harder for these guys. Right. Um, and um uh, and yeah so so i i suppose the um the uh the the thing that um that that worries me as well is um there so there's kind of little um caveats to it so let's say um there's um so there's i, I had to write this down section 10 subsection 3 of this bill right so this is um the, this is where it talks about if someone enters illegally but they have good cause for having done so having good calls then they'll be treated a little bit differently but the reality is like how do you know how do you know what good cause is how are they going to define that that isn't in the bill and it's and if they haven't got the right documentation if they haven't got whatever right and and the thing is there's another one i think it's i can't remember what the article is and which uh which one i think it's um so this is uh this is uh so this is the refugee convention article 31 no penalties when they come from a country where their life is in danger that's part of the refugee convention, which uh, you, other, other 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 laws that we do in Britain should be coming out of. Um, Article thirty three is about no no repatriation, which is all about sending them back to the country where they've come from if their life's going to be in danger. So let's say they enter illegally and and they um, and they say, oh, you've entered illegally, so we're not accepting you. Where, where do they go? Like it's just it seems like they're just putting a load of barriers up to. So they, well, they do, no, no. So due due to the um, well, it's interesting because that question came up in the question time, but it wasn't really answered. Which I'm sitting there thinking, if you just dodge the question, like is that is that a legitimate thing that you'll consider? Even though Article 33 of this refugee convention says, well, well, this is it. Like, where do they go? So. Because if, if they enter illegally, you're not going to accept them. Where do they go? So th- this is the issue, right? There's there's a whole load of grey areas that that don't seem to. I mean, and this bill hasn't been passed yet. So there's a load of there's a load of phases. They have this first reading uh, where the bill is introduced uh, and they just put it and see if it's going to go any further. Then the second reading where they debate the purpose of the bill. Then um, and this is already passed for this bill currently through the House of Commons, right? And then the committee stage is where they go line by line. They scrutinise every little thing and try and uh, flesh. Out and amend anything they feel that it needs amended, and it gets voted on as well. I think in the second reading they vote as well, um, and then um, and then there's a report stage, and then the third reading, and then once they've done the third reading, it's like that through the House of Commons. That's like the House of Commons is sort of done with their with all their fleshing out. Then um, after they've done that in the House of Commons, it basically goes over to the House of Lords more or less, um, and and then it goes through a similar process, but the House of Lords has to do it almost to flesh out and and um, um, you know, provide some rigour for what the House of Commons has done, right? Uh, and House of Commons are voted in, House of Lords aren't. They're sort of like, you know, so like there's loads of bishops and archbishops on in the House of Lords, right? So, yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I, I, yeah, it could, could well be. So, um, so, uh, so they're, they're people, and there's this kind of phrase of like, they work for you, these people. Like you can write to your, to your, the ho- people in the House of Lords, which I'll come to you later. But, and then once they've both kind of agreed on it, then the, the final stage is any considerations for amendments off the back of both houses having, having done that. And then basically once that's finalised, they take it to the Queen who signs it. 
um, kind of as a as a bit of a you know token gesture, I guess nowadays. But <laughs> rule she, yeah, still rule is it's still yeah, yeah. Part it, of it is, is a quite part. She of can't really but do much. Yeah, she if can't she be like no. If she didn't, it'd be <laughs> but, unconstitutional. Well, but absolutely. At the same time, we don't have a written constitution, so yeah, she can do whatever she yeah, wants. Yeah, really. basically, yeah. So, but, I'd and, love for her not and, to. I know she's like not doing it, but but so so once she signed it, that's it. It's passed. So, but before that, we're still in the House of Commons. It hasn't gone through House of Lords yet. There is still time for us if if we really believe actually we have some responsibility based on having been in their country having gone in and been dragged in through article 5 of this thing I understand why but potentially um, taking western culture over there expecting in our own arrogance for that to you know fly and it hasn't and then we've left a whole people people's kids people's whatever high and dry for me I'm sitting there thinking I want to see I want to see Afghan refugees come here and feel like they that, that we're going to welcome them and actually put our put our money where our mouth is like we've spent all this money like um you know trying to fund war and military and all these things and i, I get the purpose behind it but but that was surely for the purpose of preserving life you know and now we have a different opportunity to preserve life and we I, it feels like we're, we're going to neglect it um and we're going to put up more and more barriers through our own personal laws that that we can almost justify do you know what we don't have to do anything because we've got a written law that's been passed and you had your chance to speak up but you didn't and blah 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 so for me that is um a yeah that's a bugbear that is a bugbear this bill yeah because I, I think if it because even things i'm sitting there thinking um because this is a real contextual moment. I mean, this bill, I guess, is, has been... Well, I, I don't know. I, I don't actually know the timeline. I mean, the bill's got nothing to do with Afghanistan. Like, as in, no, it's not directly no, no, it's to do not, with Afghanistan. It's not directly to do with Afghanistan. But Afghanistan is going to have... A, I, th- I think it will have a direct influence on how we respond to their, to their crisis. And so even if it was, I mean, what's to stop them putting in a, a um, something in the small print about actually for the Afghanistan crisis, we, we will treat them differently? Like I, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a politician, but I'm sitting there thinking, um, it feels like we, we're going to snub them on technicalities that can still be changed, and and the bill's going through, and it doesn't sound like we are being responsive to the nature. It's like we're just blanket. We're going to close and blinker our eyes and just file through and ignore actually the link that it could have. So, um, so that's my kind of thing. But anyway, so the House of Lords. So there's uh, it's basically what, what what I was bringing this up is if you want to have a voice, anyone listening, uh, uh, then um, then you have an opportunity to do so. And and there's a couple of things you can do. A, you can post a lot on social media, raise awareness for it. Um, uh, but also there's there's different appeals you can do. So there's a refugee council. If you if you go on um, on the internet, uh, www dot um, the World Wide Web uh, refugee council. Google it, um, get get on their website, and there's different um, things on there that talk about the kind of um, the government announcing new resettlement schemes for Afghanistan, uh, Afghans, and and um, and there's a there's a petition that you can sign in response to this um, in response to this nationality and borders bill, as in um, they're trying to reach a hundred thousand petitions because I think that's the mark where basically they have to raise and discuss it. And um, so um, I think because I, I had a look at it earlier because I signed it the other day, I think it's on like fifty, sixty thousand. So there's a there's a long way to go. Go on there, um, bring it up, um, uh, and sign the petition. Share it on your social media. I've got, I've still got to share it because I haven't done it. I'm, I'm, I'm dreadful, so I'm, I need to know. I'm going to do it after this, right? But share, share that social media on your social media. Share it and raise awareness. Um, 
Oh, grief. I don't want to know. Um, but there's there's also other ones as well. Find this, I think there's three or four petitions. There's, there's another one called Choose Love, uh, which is another website. Um, uh, and again, there's just more petitions, again, trying to raise awareness, trying to get it taken to the House of Commons that they can they can actually um, have a voice in there and make it so that we we can we can um, bring influence uh, for the sake of people's lives who are in danger so um, so that's one thing also as well um, write to your local MP so I've I've written a couple of letters right so this is this is half funny right I've written to my local MP um, uh, Michael Tomlinson Right. So, um, so I've written him and basically said, look, this is what I think of this. This needs to be brought up. Like you're my representative, go do something about it. Uh, put a couple of, th- some of the things I mentioned to you today about the different arcs and stuff. I had to go read them up thinking, well, I've got to put some kind of, I've, I've got to kind of put some vague, arc- oh yeah, there was, I, <laughs> I put a couple of hours into this cause I was like, I'm actually really interested. I thought I'm going to write a letter. I should probably show that I've actually looked it up so i've been reading like refugee conventions nato articles and whatever i know it's a bit time consumptive but it was interesting but um i'm sad at the same time but um and so um so i've written to michael tomlinson i also you can go onto the um onto um uh, what is it uh i mean i think it's they work is what it's called but if you just um f- go, again google um how to contact uh, the lords in the house of lords you'll be able to find a list of all the lords um that that are that are up there and who are unstated um and there is a whole i mean there's hundreds of them right um and that's um again i'm someone who works for the church of england so there's so actually it's important for me to know there's loads of bishops on there and so i'm i'm going to be emailing those guys as well now what i didn't realize <laughs> is because I wrote this lengthy letter and I was going to, this is a bit sad, I was going to email every single one, right? Because you can go on there. And there's hundreds. I thought, right, it's just worth it if one of them responds. Then I got through six. I went to do the seventh and they cap you and I didn't know. So I could, I've only, they they, they cap the amount of, so I suppose they don't get spammed. So they, so, Basically, if you're going to email, you've got Wait, a basic email. Yeah, so How you can. So no, because basically you don't have the email address. You oh. just got send message, and it connects it. You oh. fill in the box, and then you click send. Do you not have their your, postal address though? They should um, give their postal addresses, shouldn't they? Uh, I don't know. Can, is that a thing? Well, um, they should do because you can like write to. Obviously, everyone knows where Boris Johnson lives. Okay, but, interesting. I will. I'll tr- do you know what? I actually don't know. I'm sure, because I'm there sure was, they there wasn't to, information on there. They have to make, give addresses for like everybody. Oh, I, I'm going to check that out. Because you have to be able to write to them. Their constituents have to write to them. So Excellent. In that case... So I don't know the laws. Maybe the laws are different because they're not they're not public, as, publicly yeah, elected. Could, no, you're probably right. Um, you could probably write to the House Lords, to all of them. I think that's probably a good shout. To every but, single Lord. But <laughs> if you... Well, it, interestingly, if you there's can... There's 600 of them, isn't there? Oh, there's loads of them. The, the list is long. But um, but my recommendation is if you're going to pick six and write a letter to them... Like, don't do, do the first six. Yeah, don't Jared's do the first six. Don't do that. So, <laughs> Lord... I mean, those beginning... Because it's all alphabetical. So, those with A's must have been... They must, it must be the worst job ever. So, Lord Aberdare must be the most uh, emailed person on the list. And I'm just seeing who's at the bottom. Crikey, there's a long list. Where is it? Um, and at the very bottom, Lord de Morley or Viscount Younger of Lecky. So Baroness great, Young of great, Old Scope. That's a great name. That is amazing. No, the Viscount one. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, Viscount Younger of Lecky. That's so, a great name. Uh, anyway, point being, those guys probably don't get any letters. No, send them one. Yes, <laughs> start from the bottom up. But I, I reckon probably do a little bit of research and see actually are there any of these House of Lords um, representatives that are actually really passionate about social justice, about um, refugees and international relations or anything like that. Like, I should have probably looked that up. I didn't. Now they've capped me. But 
point being, not permanently capped. I don't know. I'm going to try. Not logged in. No, no. I'm going to try again in a couple of days, and, and probably then, by your IP and, address, and then I'll okay. try and now I'll try and um, do some of the bishops. But anyway, point being, like, have a little look, check it out, like, have a voice, because because um, again, I think we can be doing more as a nation. But even if they went from five thousand to ten thousand, like the like refugees they're going to accept, that's another five. That's I have many families that actually we we can have a real influence over as a nation. And as someone who, um, again, God-fearing human being, I, I, I do believe that we have responsibility, not, not just for our own nation, but for, for all people. Um, like, yeah, so um, regardless of colour, creed, religion, all, all that stuff, it, it's irrelevant when it comes to when, when someone's life's in danger. So, um, so check it out. If you, if you need a template for a letter, like I've, I've saved mine because I went, I went to town on it and then you can just, I, I'd happily send it you and then you can amend as you like uh, and, uh, and then, yeah, put your name the on it. the start of your political career. I, this is, I'm not really much of a, uh, what do you call it? I'm not normally this, this politically charged. No, this is quite a surprise actually. It's taking a surprise twist at the end. Yeah, well, this is this is it. I'm genuinely not, <laughs> not prepared for I'm, this. I'm not, but I think it's the fact when I've seen it, I, there was a point I was watching, I was getting a bit emotional because I, I was just, I was seeing the response of some of these guys who are literally panicking and there's and they're trying to flee. And I'm seeing seeing these women or whoever it is in absolute floods of tears because they're like, they, I remember one woman who was a journalist and she's she, in Afghanistan and she's there in bits like, they're going to kill me. That I'm going to I'm going to die. I I need to get out and I I can't ever come back, like um uh, and that's if she gets out because she's there the like can't go anywhere. So I'm sitting there thinking, oh my days, that's that's that shouldn't that shouldn't be at w- w- where we're at. And I think it can be easy to detach ourselves from it. So I'm not normally this. I'm more politically charged for Afghanistan than for half the stuff in this country. It's like it's, it's strange, really. Um, but um, but yeah. So I think I think it's really important. Um, just especially when you look at the backstory and how it's developed and our input into it and and the question marks around actually the legitimacy of of the impact we've had and the expectations we've had of a people um, that maybe were flawed because of our Western arrogance. Maybe I I just think we we need to have great responsibility and and to suggest oh there's countries that are closer i think that's that's a weak argument in the day and age when we're, we're as connected as we, we could we could be next door we could be halfway around the world we we can do something so um so check that out it is a, a nationality and borders bill um check out the petition uh um, against this anti-refugee bill as they named it on the refugee council um um a website and check the choose love website as well um check all that out um and um and yeah and have share it all on social media i'm going to do that in a second we'll link it all um, in the description that's as well. it, that'd be great matt can do that because i'm useless at that but um but yeah but yeah i think it'd just be great if we can if we can have any impact um i, I think it's, it's worth the hassle worth the effort yeah bug those lords bug your local mp uh, let's make a difference so that was 40 minutes of the pro refugee now i'm going to do 40 minutes of anti- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my days! Oh, I had to make it light harder. Okay, end, that's right. <laughs> oh man, that would uh, well, that would be a turn up for the books, wouldn't it? Just having to uh, just people like winding down, like end, oh grief. At the end, I go, strap in. And I've got this. I've got this bill. I'm trying to get through, which is <laughs> to burn refugees yeah. on the border. <laughs> oh, grief. Oh, that's just joking. That's yeah. not. not so, yeah, good. Not this week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah next week's discussion. <laughs> oh um, gosh. But yeah, but if yeah, you next week, <laughs> next week we're talking about Mao's China. Oh, cr- <laughs> oh, crikey. <laughs> so so anyway, if you need it, if you need anything else, you want to discuss it because I'm certainly no expert. Um, neither is Matt. Um, but uh, 
but okay I don't <laughs> want to speak for yeah, no. but um, yeah if you, if you need any, anything else or direction on any of those things even beyond the links then um, yeah get in touch love to discuss it thrash it out further and see where we end up but yeah I think that's about it Excellent. I love that glad I, glad I got that off my chest I know I'm sorry that's gone on but and I hope that was a helpful <laughs> yes, he gets to edit it. Um, yeah not me <laughs> <laughs> um, wonderful anyway Matt you got anything else you want to add before no, we, no. we, we um, wind down no I'm going to Chichester tomorrow oh are you yeah what for <laughs> see my friends oh Sean oh, oh Alice Sean Alice. <laughs> oh yeah go to the other two friends got it that'll be fun um, uh, yeah alright well see you next time we'll do so this is um, thank you for listening this has been Sunset Sessions podcast with uh, Jared and Matt I'm Jared Great week. I want to see a dramatic pause. Well, you could just call you just have it in. Goodbye.